0: everybody it's Michael Martin thanks for being here so another way we can talk about risk management is that we're in the throes of earnings season and so stops can also help you add risk to the portfolio so that you don't chase or jump the gun before you actually see evidence right you don't want to uh into wishing your way into a trade when there's no evidence that there's the momentum behind it that you're going to need to make money and that's what you need momentum so you can put a buy stop in above the current market so that when it breaks out of the current range you actually add the risk to your portfolio right what you don't want to do is find yourself in some kind of big ass trading range buying on the low end of the range thinking that you're being clever only have it bounce at the other and have it come back right because what you probably don't have is a plan to sell it at the upper part of the range two When you buy it at the low end of the range, you're a lot closer to support. And I've seen more times than not where it trades through the support and goes lower. And again, if you don't have a plan ahead of time, this is how you end up losing a lot of money. So you have to work these scenarios out long in advance. Like, think of yourself as a map builder. And the charts are actually going to help you build the map. That's not the map itself, right? Because you have to add in the human component. And you're the weakest link of your trading right so you can't just say well here's the terrain because the map doesn't tell you how you're going to behave right an extreme example would be climbing mount everest there's a lot going on there one it's super cold two the air is thinner okay uh and that's before the wind kicks in and storms and all that kind of stuff and then who knows you know you need to work with a uh, a sherpa so you know maybe maybe a chart can help you i know it's easier because you can just look at the chart and kind of figure stuff out more than actually learn fundamentals which i guess is the lazy person's way of doing it but um you got to start somewhere right so but the best folks are kind of using pilot and navigator right then they're taking the self-inventory which is the hardest part now, over many, many years of trading, you're going to find yourself in scenarios that you couldn't have fathomed, and that's going to cause you to act and behave in a certain way. This thickens your skin. For people to don't use protective stops, they can soon find themselves out of the business or just bitter. And it's hard. I know that, especially if you have an underfunded account. You have a small account. We talked about this. You're sometimes forced, right? You know, what do you have? 5K? You're going to buy one share of Amazon? And go, you know, go on a date with your spouse or your significant other. As opposed to saying, I bought 50,000 shares of this two cent hunk of shit in my portfolio, dude, I'm trading size, right? Because that's how it, that's the mentality, right? So that's a person who 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 might develop really, really bad habits um, and put all their money in one stock because it otherwise makes them feel like a, like a girly man. So... But again, you have to start somewhere. Most of the folks listening to this show aren't trying to do that, so you know more power to you if you're trying to make it. You know it's hard enough, but I guess the point is, is that stops become your tool. It's like uh, your hammer and your saw and your screwdrivers, right? Your stops become your tools for trading. It's not the hardware, right? Your your whatever your Alienware, whatever the fastest clock speed chip is, and the refresh rates on your monitors. That just helps you see data in different ways. The tools that you have aren't the screens. It's your stop orders, right? So I think a lot of folks get it wrong because they don't spend this philosophical time thinking about their own behavior, right? So you can make the charts look any way you want. You can have multiple time frames. You can have a news feed over here. Well, that's great, but again, if you don't know how to shoot the damn gun, you know, you're kind of flying blind with a lot of great technology. It's like giving a 16-year-old kid a Rolls Royce Um, when he turned 16. Who would do that? What kind of idiot would do that, right? So when you look at putting stops in above the marketplace, you say to yourself, I'm going to pay a higher price, but at least I know we've broken out of this range and the trend can head higher. Two, if the market does move super sharp like that, oftentimes what can happen, and this is the this happens a lot, it happens a lot more than people realize, because they might not be doing it, they might not witness it, they might not experience it. Let's so say you have a stock that's trading 2025. Um, I think there's a good example of this, uh, is it may be Snap, right? That might. Take a look at Snap. So Snap breaks out. I'm not in it, right, right now. You see the thing smash up. You have no idea what the upper boundary can be, especially if you're trading to historic highs, right? It's clear blue sky above the name, right? There's no support and resistance, nothing that's going to get run into, you know, that could put downward pressure, right? The other thing is you might have a high short interest in certain circumstances. And what happens is when a stock reports good news, and it goes soaring and snaps through that price, it can take off and you can make a lot of money quickly. By having your stop in the market ahead of time, you're gonna get filled on a trade that you don't even know why the hell the thing moved, but you're in it. And now you could be up, you know, five, and you could be up 25% on the position in a matter of minutes, where everyone else is still looking to try to figure it out. Then what happens? All the news gets shared through social media, so then all those penguins start following the name. They start buying in, and the shorts, who are now bleeding out their eyes and any of the orifice on their body, have to come in to cover. And what do they do? They put their buy stops above the market, so more people start buying. There's all this buying pressure above the market, and those trigger more stops, and all because you had the sensibility to put the buy stop in above the market ahead of time. So this is a, a clever way to enter into a trade before you have a chance to even understand what the hell happened to make the thing move in the first place. As I like to say, the why part doesn't really matter. Let me put it to you another way: You put a buy stop in at, uh, let's say, the thing was trading twenty twenty-five. You put the buy stop in at twenty-six, and now the thing is up over thirty, right? And it's it's holding. You look at it on your screen and you're up. Do you, are you going to actually care why at that point? Are you just going to be like, man, I'm glad I was rewarded for really super smart behavior and pretty clever behavior, right? But So folks want to overthink stuff and they're not so sure and I don't know why it would go there. What you think about it doesn't mean that the probability of it happening isn't there. Right? This is the biggest reason why people get frozen into indecision is because they lack the creativity to kind of see the scenario. This happens a lot in event-driven folks, folks who are reading the news tape all day kind of saying, okay, the reports are supposed to come out here. They're going to come out either better or worse than expected. The market's going to react. So it's one thing to be wrong, and trust me, I've probably been more wrong than, than any number of any person listening. Okay, so let's just be clear about that. But you have to be flexible in your thinking. You have to have a what-if scenario, you know? Because, yes, if you're sitting on top of the market and you're waiting for the market to hit, you're probably entering market orders, right? That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about following several names at a time and having buy stops placed above the market so that if good news does happen and it surprises and catches everybody off guard, you'll already be in it. Why? Not because you're any smarter than anybody but because you had the sensibility to put the trade on and they didn't and you get rewarded for it. Now those orders are free. You don't have to pay for them. If the price never trades at or through the stop price, it gets canceled. You have to reenter it the next day. So there's no real risk. The thing has to trade there. You say, oh, I know Mike, but if it's down at the bottom of the range, I don't want to get it filled. I know, but then you're stuck in a range bound name forever. And now you don't know you know you don't know what to do. What's the plan? Buy at the low end of the range and sell at the high end. Oh, how original. You know, you can do better than that. All right. Anyway, that's one of the, another tactic for using stops that can help you make money and not get into names before they're necessarily ripe. And uh, manage your risk. Because at that point you'll be in cash and you won't have to worry about carrying dead wood in your portfolio. If you like a copy of the Intervoice Trading audiobook, go to Martin Chronicle. It's for free. Thanks for being here. I'll see you tomorrow.